He's a green man, not a not a red and white man. Which <laughs> yeah. we'll talk about the red and white uh-huh. man later. Um, mm. Or should I say, ho ho? <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> and we're back to the Goblin Squad. It's Sarah and Brooke. And we're here once again with our favorite Myco mythology theory conduit. <laughs> So How many mycomythology theory conduits do you know? <laughs> How long just, is this list? <laughs> it's just you. Just me. I know. You're, and you're my favorite. <laughs> Not to lessen the sentiment at all. <laughs> We're it's here there. with Sonia Horowitz, folks. What up? Hello. Uh, <laughs> you may remember Sonia from a little interview we did. About Amanita Acres. Uh, and spoilers, we're batch recording. So we just did this interview. And Sonia's like, we can't time travel like this. This is messing with everything. So and I gave very her long a, ago. I gave her a sultry wink. And I was like, it was very sultry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sonia. How did we stay single until well into our 20s? I, I have God. no idea. I'm so smooth. Oh, no. not, not really. Um, yeah, so... Hey, Commodore. (laughs) So we're here today to talk about a subject that I, prior to like looking into some of the resources and doing a little reading, didn't actually realize was such a massive subject, which is mycomythology. So before we get into the whole shebang, do you have kind of like a an explanation or a definition that would help the goblins understand what the subject is about? Yes, because um, I'm not actually a thousand percent sure it's an actual subject. I'm pretty sure it's a word I made up. Which is totally (laughs) fine. It's not ethnomycology, although it is part of ethnomycology. Um, So mycology is the study of mushrooms. Ethno would be anything to do with the um, culture around mushrooms. Um, What I specialize in is researching the actual uh, folktale and mythological stories about mushrooms and how that um, affects not only the culture that it comes from, but the cultures that hear those stories and how it kind of has changed over time and how it affects our perceptions of the fungal kingdom. Mm -hmm. I'm fully prepared to just have my mind like a... I, know I already yeah. severely upset my brother this morning by telling him that what he thought was accurate was in fact inaccurate. <laughs> I'm prepared for all kind of spicy mushroom he talk today. I love finding that stuff out though. Right? It's so just like, well, first of all, I don't want to be out here being wrong. Just no. telling people. La- you know, I have some sort of disorder where I am like incapable of allowing people to be wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, let, let me wait. educate you. Yes. Throwback to our song. Sonia ruins everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> we just go into <laughs> harmony at the end there. Yeah. Um, that yeah. being said, I do want to note. <clears throat> so there, there's there's history that is that has been written down kind of a game of telephone there's archaeology with actual like physical artifacts that you Mm -hmm. can look at and um sorry to piss off all you historians but the rest is kind of human fan fiction (laughs) that's a (laughs) real we kind of we kind of out here fill it in the gaps and some of my theorists right (laughs) forensic (laughs) geologists um that's enough of you georgio (laughs) 
some of uh you know my, my theories head. or my head canon may yeah. not be the same as your head canon and <laughs> yeah uh we all come at it from different perspectives and different um uh, educational standpoints i suppose mm-hmm. yeah. uh yeah and different modes of finding things out so that we'll be just talking about a lot of that throughout the entire presentation is it presentation it's it's not really an interview when it's not really a presentation but at the same time brooke and i are sitting literally on the floor and we're like wrapped we're like we're we're here there's a powerpoint folks yeah i'm so sad you can't see it kind of i don't know i don't actually have the rights to like 90 percent of these pictures (laughs) how everyone has done powerpoints through all of our academic the google image if it's I can, if I can snag it off Google Image, we so, know how to mess up a slideshow. Yeah, right. we do. Yeah. Okay. Get stupid with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where to begin? We have covered the definition. First. I would yeah. personally like to start with any questions that you came into this oh, sure. with. Because even when I do this presentation live, I have my screen up and I'm like, point to what you want me to talk about because I want to talk about what you want to hear about. Okay. Yeah. Do, you, do you have questions that you wanted to start with? I'm just, I guess I'm kind of interested in just it all. <laughs> it is not <laughs> helpful. Narrow, girl. It is not helpful at all. Um, um, I would like to hear the reindeer people, but I know we're trying to save some stuff. There will be a lot of overlap. <gasps> okay. That's and it's okay. mostly bubble bursting. So. That's okay. <laughs> okay. My bad. Um, okay. And Throw you out know, your memes, people. They're all wrong. And I want to hear about Christianity. Oh yeah, I know we have some. Definitely, there's some highlighted items. Uh, Christianity. Also, um, the CIA. Let's talk about everyone that. loves the CIA one. That uh, one has a big. You want to start with the CIA? Let's yeah, start. I want to start with That's the CIA. CIA. Once upon a time, so um, <laughs> the CIA. There was an agency. It was central. Uh, <laughs> somewhat not, intelligent. Not really. And it was an agency. <laughs> um, the eye was questioned. <laughs> so the cia one is is history it's very modern history and you can find this stuff mm-hmm. so most of us all agree on this is what happened with this but there's some tidbits in the stories that you may or may not know about mm-hmm. um so the whole mushrooms and cia thing goes back to mind control and that's sort of uh, a <laughs> just a light <laughs> just a, a little light mind you know, control just just <laughs> Also, also, always remember my three: classism, racism, racism. and misogyny. <laughs> they all play again. I feel some merch coming on. Where it's just a shirt that has Sonia's. Why big... has this gone wrong? Pick so, one. Sonia's <laughs> top three baddies. Oh, God. oh. yes. Ah, uh, so and also this one um, eventually will deal with a um, a Mexican culture, a, a indigenous Mexican culture. Mm-hmm. So definitely, if when you are researching this particular one, because I like this to be kind of a jumping board for everybody. Like these are the bare facts you can go, and this is how these are the questions you need to ask yeah, to, okay. to find out. Um, so make sure that you are actually researching that culture along with researching just what you know the Americans went and, <laughs> and played with. Uh, so. Yes. Mind control, chemical mind control experiments have been around forever, um, like the forever. Mm. Everybody's always trying to find a way to like um, make their military, you know, um, not just physically powerful, but uh, mentally and to 
snip off those pesky emotions that they might have. Right. Um, the Third Reich is actually pretty famous for yeah. uh, digging into the... Yeah. They, were, they had a lot of weird stuff going on. And, and anytime you're dealing with any kind of mind control experiments, it is always unethical as hell. There yeah. is no ethical way to do that. No, I can't really see how any kind of oh, no. anything could ever oh, no. be done no. ethically. That's how half my zombie fiction books start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like some type of do you want a zombie apocalypse? To this some... is how you get it. Yeah. Um, Every time. Yeah. <laughs> so terrible. Uh, so I, I, I will tell you that I honestly haven't rooted around in that uh in that mind control history because it's just it's a lot yeah yeah. it's rough Mm -hmm. Uh, my last name is Horowitz (laughs) oh god gets a little dork yeah Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. but um, also uh, in the UK uh, MI6 extensively tested LSD which is derived from the claviceps purpurea Mm -hmm. fungus commonly known as ergot Mm -hmm. which she comes into this a lot Mm -hmm. Um, and LSD was first synthesized by the Swiss chemist Albert Hoffman in 1938 it's a suspicious year. Yeah, wait a minute. We don't love that year. Let's talk about the timing of that. We don't mm. love that. Let's not talk about the timing of that. Yeah. We all know what we mean. We know what we mean. Um, Glorious. So the CIA was trying to hunt down psychotropic plants and mushrooms for mm-hmm. like a long time before the quote unquote magic mushrooms yeah. came into it. And yes, these are the these. This is the party drug we're talking about. And this history actually tells you how it became a party drug, which is like my favorite moral to the story ever. <laughs> yes. so, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in 2004, all of the project files for Pro- Project Bluebird, Project Artichoke, and MK Ultra were released. So they were declassified. Yeah. Okay. So you can go find this stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, don't yeah. believe me. Go find it. Like, yeah. go look at it and you make your own determination. Mm-hmm. Um, some interesting books that came out about that MK Ultra shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. MK Ultra <laughs> is everybody's like favorite conspiracy theory. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, uh, I I can lean towards a conspiracy theorist sometimes, but like if you even like dip your toe into the MK Ultra waters, you're like tinfoil hat right away. Yeah. Like standard issue. Anyway, so all of these are declassified. You can find all of this. Um, in 1949, Project Bluebird got started, and it was a CIA project, and it. Uh, Analyze the use of polygraph drugs and hypnosis during interrogations. So not necessarily on the field, but like close in interrogations. Um, Where could that go wrong? <laughs> that's going to be great. That's going to be great. That's incredibly uh, credible information. <laughs> so the thing was, there was a whole bunch of different projects that were like kind of dibbling in it. And then within Project Bluebird, it pulled them all together and was like, hey, let's do this where there are more. This was nice. This was good. Where there are, we can control and analyze better. I'm like, hey, good work. Sounds great. Nice. Yeah. So far. Yeah. 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 Um, extremely covert. Like nobody talked about mm-hmm. it. But, yeah. You know. Um, and had a project. <laughs> see, 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 now we go. Now we go wrong. Now we go wrong. Yeah. We're going down the wrong trail. Now. It Every was time. often conducted overseas oh, um, God, no. because of limited field supervision. And they liked to do the experiments on quote unquote internationals rather than Americans. Like icky. All the ick. All the ick. Weirdly, I I, I have no idea why this is my notes, but the budget for it today would have been um, $670,000, which is not not a big budget for a government thing. Which also then um, most of governmental project budgets go into safety checks and right monitoring so like and there was none of that so like ick yeah um and then in 1951 bluebird turned into artichoke so it was just kind of um recondensed again Mm -hmm. more hyper focused Mm -hmm. um and they released uh files describing interrogation techniques uh both through hypnosis and through chemical 
altering means. Um, and they carried these experiments out on agency volunteers what? quotes uh so what? like deep within their contract where nobody would ever find it they had like some little thing like oh by the way we can spike your coffee <laughs> like they signed <laughs> it and didn't oh. know about it um, <laughs> what? yeah oh so God. uh it was carried out between 1951 and 1967 uh it admits the use of lsd on people who are not aware they were being dosed with lsd oh shit and uh there was suicide of at least one test subject because he didn't know why he was going crazy oh my god um, and then other quote-unquote unspecified drugs <laughs> so like <laughs> we um, made them up <laughs> yeah, we invented just invented these. them yeah. <laughs> brand new um brand and then the, the other admission is that they admitted they often dispatch artichoke teams overseas for quote-unquote sensitive cases oh no and again let's look at those years 1951 to 1967 oh no there was some <sighs> stuff going on uh after that kind of during it um MK Ultra Project MK Ultra started to become uh, a thing, um, and that ran from 1953 to 1973, and it was an offshoot of the Artichoke Bluebird mm-hmm. uh, mashup. Um, it, it's really you just look it up. There's a there's a lot of lies about it. There's a lot of inf- real information about it. You really have to sift through that with a fine tooth comb yeah. um, if you're into that sort of thing. Very disturbing. Um, <clears throat> so in 1955. A man by the, a banker by the name of Gordon Wasson, who will come into our tales very frequently. Um, he took his Mister uh, Wasson. Um, he took his famous mushroom trip uh, in Mexico mm-hmm. through the um, the Curandera Maria Sabina. Um, he took that famous magic mushroom trip and wrote about it and everything. Um, five months later, the CIA. Uh, received a cable from Mexico City from the artichoke team that was stationed there that detailed Wasson's activities. Wasson was not aware and his team Whoa. was not aware that this was going on. What? Yeah. Um and so they deployed Dr. James Moore uh to make contact with Wasson. He was like, "Hey, I'm going to fund your next your next expedition. Just mm-hmm. take me along with you." And I mean, Ooh. he's like he's there was like, "Yeah, sure. Let's go." <laughs> um Hold it. Hold it. Yes. Um so uh the whole caveat was that uh more would get to tag along and uh the cia documents that were released prove that neither watson nor his team knew that the cia was going to be involved in this at all Ooh. they thought he was just another researcher dude they were like they thought he was just another curious, like curious white guy a yeah. colleague yeah exactly oh, um the hilarious thing though is that listen the energy of psilocybin mushrooms is um, very far-reaching and very mystical. I am going to state that right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, so the entire trip for Moore was uh, horrifically miserable. <laughs> the plane almost crashed through like severe turbulence. The dude got food poisoning. Oh God! <laughs> okay, and then his traveling companions were like, "You are a wet blanket. <laughs> I do not enjoy oh. your company." So nobody liked this dude. And then they get to where Doña Maria Sabina was going to perform the ceremony yeah. and she was like, "Your vibe is sus." So she gave him like a very tiny amount. She gave him enough of the medicine to disorient him, but oh. not enough he to just get like a micro but not enough to get the entheogenic vision. Oh, entheogen. You vocab word. Yeah, yeah. Means mm. to uh, spark or produce ideas of the divine. So hallucinogens oh. in general are entheogens. And that's Got it. In, in the cultural context, that's how I refer to them as entheogens because that's it. usually what they're used for. Nice. Um, so he, like, didn't, 
He didn't, he didn't have feel the experience. It. He didn't, yeah, it, but he just got sick. <laughs> He's like, Bonham, my stomach feels terrible. Yes. And I yeah. need to lay down. But I mean, he still brought a bag back, to, a big bag of mushrooms back to, um, of psilocybin mushrooms back to the like CIA. Like <laughs> Yeah. Here, uh, feds. Um, so then, right? Handing off our drugs to the feds. Here yep. you go. Uh, so this, this, this part's really funny. Uh, he brought this big bag. Every time, every time I try to take a drink at his damn ginger ale. One of these two cuts loose. <laughs> and then I, it's up in my sinuses. Oh. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, all right. Big bag of shrooms. Big yeah. bag of shrooms to the CIA. So they were trying to synthesize psilocybin, which is oh. a notoriously difficult thing to do. Um, <laughs> so uh, the CIA like couldn't do it. They couldn't figure it out. Meanwhile, <laughs> Wasson had sent some samples of this mushroom to his buddy over in Paris. And the dude was like, who doesn't like to be named um so he was like yeah i can synthesize that and he did <laughs> he successfully <laughs> well he successfully cultivated them for the first time mm-hmm. outside of their cultural use um and he then sent them to albert hoffman our lsd buddy good old albert so shout I, out i don't yeah, know how many of you i don't know how many of you fine upstanding citizens have taken a mushroom trip but you you don't need that many. You don't need that much no. to, uh, to, yeah. Not um, really. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Mr. Hoffman, uh, he did a lot of experiments on, experiments on dogs and cats with it, which I don't know what you were hoping to gain from that. Uh, like, what, what, how what? are you going to get the feedback? Are you taking an yeah. interview later? <laughs> like, what is, so like my Frankenstein right scientists do. My, yeah. My face is like, what? Yeah, at least like a dolphin or something. I think, like, you know, like, like I think what? he's freaking out. Man. <laughs> that dog looks like he sees schnozberries. Tastes like schnozberries. <laughs> I mean, um, for real. So uh, he was like, "Well, this isn't working." So he took thirty-two fresh mushrooms. Wait, what? Thirty-two what? fresh mushrooms. Fresh. Thirty-two, based off of cats and dogs. He could not figure it yeah. out. So he like, was like, "I don't think they're so freaking out." He went from zero. <laughs> To 32, 32. fresh. Okay, yeah. oh. could he I like, like the gong noise? I know, that was like awesome. hit the table. <laughs> the reverb. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, he could, he could like taste the wind. Yes, <laughs> that's what he said. Colors. He said he was nearly swallowed by Maztec, Maztec and Aztec themed hallucinations. Um, really? God. Yeah. Well, no, no kidding. I mean, like, like, <laughs> yeah, dude, for real. Not surprised. Listen, uh, listeners, do not take 32 psilocybin mushrooms. No. There is a thing called persistent psychedelic psychosis that you can get oh, stuck in your trip. You can get stuck in your trip. So settle down. Looking at all of the rest of you who are like me on mental health meds, settle down. Like, Calm down. Go slow. Can it also, like, trigger certain yes, it can. mental disorders? If you Yeah. Uh, namely, uh, schizophrenia can yeah. be, can yeah. be tripped by it real yeah. quick, it which I mean, obviously, it like, yeah, right. you don't know what reality yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and it yeah. has happened, uh, to some notable famous people. Yes. Uh, and of course the one I bring up all the time is Sid Barrett, the original yeah. lead singer of Pink Floyd, who correct through his constant yeah. persistent use of hallucinogenic Drugs. And it's not just mushrooms, it's any hallucinogen. Yep. Yeah. Of, yeah. of many hallucinogenic yeah. drugs combined with his already deteriorating mental health created one of those persistent psychosis events yeah. which destroyed yeah. his life. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That that would be horrifying. Yeah. Just big big For pass real. on that. Yeah. Um I will say that these uh mushrooms the whole history of them the entire point of them was to be used therapeutically mm-hmm. um, from mm-hmm. like the dawn of time 
these were used in controlled healing settings. They yeah. were used for a purpose, mm -hmm. um, whether that was religious or mental health or however you want to say it. They were used for a purpose, um, not just to get if you not just to get ripped balls, not to like, get yeah. ripped. <laughs> yeah. So these are these are actually sacred mushrooms to their to the cultures that they originated in. These are mm -hmm. sacred, and the CIA went and put its little sticky fingers. In. Um, so, agency. uh, Hoffman was able to isolate, uh, the psilocin and the psilocybin. So the psilocin is what your body turns the psilocybin into. So mm -hmm. he was able to isolate those compounds. Um, and then Sandoz Pharmaceuticals, which is a German pharmaceutical company, which is still around. Um, they created and marketed Indocybin in 1958 as, as the synthetic psilocybin. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. It's around. 1958, but, uh, you said? Uh, 1958. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The before times. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, for Germany, the after times. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. True. Right. Um, after so, and before something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the CIA was all like, hmm, <laughs> And they bought it. They bought some. They're I like, guess we'll Fine. buy the German mushroom stuff. So mm. they were. They still wanted this to be a military secret. They still wanted to keep oh. this on the DL, like the regular people shouldn't know about it. Meanwhile, Lawson's out there writing like time articles and stuff. Like, <laughs> man, I had a trip. Like, <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Everybody should try this. <laughs> um. So, uh, Wasson, Hoffman, and Graves all and uh, Robert Graves all kept experimenting on their own and with their friends. <laughs> Like you do. <laughs> like you do. Uh, 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 Graves, in particular, was a big proponent of everybody, especially artists and musicians, having mm. access to this because he felt that it would change conscious, like change the group consciousness to have this available to oh, artists yeah. and stuff and writers and all that. Um, Wasson really was more excited about the ethnomycological concepts. He is, he is quote unquote, the father of ethnomycology. No, he's not, but, uh, <laughs> him and his wife, Dr. Wasson. Oh, snap. His wife. She was the doctor. Yeah. She was a doctor. <laughs> she was a, she was a, um, pediatrician. Of course. Yeah. 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 Oh, who specialized in, in mental health. So, I'm wary yeah. of any time someone says the father of. Right. I'm like, are you really? Mm, we all know how <laughs> difficult it is to be a father. Let's try. <laughs> let's talk about the mother. All right. Come on. Anyways. Anyways. Um, so anyway. they, the Wassons kept going back to, to um, talk to engage with Maria Sabina, which um, in a different part, we'll get to the tragedy of all that. Mm -hmm. oh. Um. But, uh, and the CIA kept up their psilocybin and indocybin experiments, uh, most notably in a research, oh, this is a bad one, in, the, mm -hmm. in a research center in Kentucky under uh, Dr. Harris Isbell. Uh, they received the first 500 milligrams of indocybin in 1958. Mm -hmm. They set up a special ward. Oh, God, no. It's never good when it's Know special. where it's going now. Eh, a special ward of all black males. Um, Always. It's giving Tuskegee. It's not oh, yeah. good. 110%. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. <sighs> And uh, they fed them the drug through raspberry syrup, and some <gasps> got it, some didn't. It was like on ice cream or some shit too, like rude. What? Um, yeah, and so some felt like they were going insane or dying or both because they were not told that they were going to be receiving this. The this horror, drug. the horror of this, and like the yeah. absolute. If you had just no idea what was going on, if, the, if you're like again, if you haven't taken a mushroom trip, 
it starts with uh, super bright lights and mm-hmm. and uh, colors like kaleidoscopic colors, and then colors can be inverted. Uh, you can see movement in like a wall that there was like walls melting and stuff like yeah. that, like really crazy stuff. And again, these these if when used therapeutically, it can be very helpful. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. weaponized, it is extremely harmful. Can, I can't yeah. even imagine what those poor men went through, no. oh, having God. no idea what was what was happening to them. Right. And like, yeah, the the atrocities committed. I can't even one tiny silver lining in this is that these were um it, it was set up through through a prison system mm-hmm. and so these weren't like scientists or anything that they had like had to sign an nda or whatever so they like talked about it and were like this is what happened this is what's happening oh. to us so they talked about it and it, it got out and then wasson continued to publish left right and center about all like, this i'm not stopping like, I'm not it. yeah and then uh, tim I'll leary jumps in there with his harvard experiments oh. where he wanted what he uh he wanted to turn criminals into buddhas so he he set up all sorts of volunteer you okay. are going to going to um be taking psilocybin mm-hmm. uh, experiments um and then uh, Leary also, <laughs> Timothy Leary was just like handing it out like candy <laughs> to such noted names. Oh, God. I'm as ready. Jack Kerouac. Really? Dizzy Gillespie. No! What? Thelonious Monk. Of course he did. Allen Ginsberg. And my favorite, Aldous Huxley. Are you serious? Brave New World. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but that's how the uh, CIA, trying to be super hush hush and quiet about mind control experiments, actually like um, triggered the psychedelic revolution. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Central intelligence, my ass. <laughs> Anna. <laughs> Whoops! Yeah. So that one, that that one's always a fun one to start out with because you're like, oh god, atrocity, but oh god, it worked out. <laughs> right? like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but I do need to to underline the atrocity part because um, yeah, big time, yeah, big time, really yeah. bad. And that's that. Those aren't even all of the experiments. Those are just ones I can, no can stomach. Uh, barely yeah. barely the kentucky one i i i have i have feelings Jeez. it's very yeah. difficult to wrap your head around the amount of history and medical like tragedy and atrocity that occurred i, I think a majority of people first of all are in no way educated or aware right mm-hmm. because yeah in in a regular public education setting we are oh, never, you're not gonna talk about that never even yeah. one time and just like the basic a basic understanding of why the African-American community in the United States does not trust the medical system. Correct. Um, yeah. Like if you... It's fair. It's, that's, it's That's fair. 10,000% fair. Yes. I mean, like they have every right not to believe what's being told to right. them because this is just a tiny and, example. I mean, not yeah. just the black community, but the indigenous community, the Asian yes. community. Like, um, the yeah. non... All non-white communities, right. essentially, yeah. uh, in the United States have, have been subjected to atrocities like this. Well, and then also with the, uh, shortly after the witch crazes was the age of the, ins- of the asylum where any woman would just get hucked into an asylum for horrific experiments. You're oh, hysterical. You're hysterical. hysterical. I can't be. <laughs> you like, physically cannot be like, anymore. <laughs> jokes on you, Holmes. <laughs> so, uh, the CIA stuff. Oof. Heavy. Very heavy. heavy. And it should be heavy. It needs to be treated heavily. Um, There are many publications that tend to either ignore or trauma porn the atrocities. Mm. 
And I don't think it should be treated as either. It should be looked at as a period of history that needs to be analyzed and needs to be, um, I, I don't think there's any way you can fix it. I don't think there's any way you can make up for it except to stop doing it. Yeah. But also not ignoring it. No. You know, yeah. or like treating it with kid gloves too. Right. Just, you know, you damn to repeat it. I am, I am, I'm a big proponent of talking about, about it. it. Yeah. Talk about the ick. Because yeah. Because it lets the poison out. Or else it festers mm-hmm. under there. Mm-hmm. And, and it only festers, it only festers the... for certain people though. Yeah. And then nobody believes them when they're like, no, you did this. Yeah. yeah. This is real. This yeah. really right. happened. This is yeah. not just... Yeah, this is not a fictional trauma, and it's not an isolated trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, it was yeah. a historical, repeated, yeah, repeated yeah. abuse, strategic yeah. trauma. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it is important for people to understand, and this is, this is a, a subject that I think everyone should, re- like, dig deeper into and learn more yeah. about, yes. and and it will make you uncomfortable, and you should be uncomfortable. Right. Uh, it makes me incredibly uncomfortable to learn of the atrocities that have occurred. And it's part of my job as a white person to teach myself. I agree. What happened. I agree. And then as well, like I, uh, I've done this talk in multiple places throughout the country. Um, and I've stepped back from doing it a lot, uh, partly from the pandemic and, and lifestyle change. But the more that I think about it, the more, um, if I were to run a mycomythology conference or something, I would rather highlight people from the living cultures than listen to me talk about it. Um, yeah. because I was, I was actually at a, a conference. Well, it was online because during the pandemic and somebody was doing the, um, the history of women in mycology and people are a little bit bolder on an online thing. Yeah. And they were going through the hit, this woman, a very nice lady was going through the history of women in mycology. And these comments started rolling in like, okay, so that's Europe. Okay, cool. Another Brit. Okay, cool. Another American. So that's, that those are the white people you're telling me women of color haven't haven't contributed to my, the field of mycology and it's absolutely false so i was like jumping on there like hey come to my mycomythology talk and we'll talk about other cultures but yeah. like it hit me like a ton of bricks that yeah that is how this is talked about that is how this is published about is very um very eurocentric mm-hmm. um and we're losing mushroom stories i mean not just mushroom stories <laughs> right but, for the context of this conversation, yeah. we're losing knowledge and stories and potential medicines and things mm-hmm, like that right. because we're just arguing about what Allegro or Wasson or McKenna said. Like, oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Which actually segues into the Christianity one. So we should just <laughs> yeah. do that next. Let's do it. Let's just do it. get that out of the get way. Get right yeah. into it. I've got beef with John Allegro. <laughs> hey, um, we can make that into a button. Oh, <laughs> some quarter pounder of beef um, so, it's a big button it's her Paul Bunyan <laughs> we got beef with Paul we're sorry babe yeah no offense babe, babe out of this mm-hmm. babe has done nothing oh my god do you want to hear hmm. unhinged unhinged mushroom forum uh, tie in that somehow they were trying to make Paul Bunyan a psychedelic event because the psilocybin mushrooms like to grow on ruminant feces and they stain blue. So they said, babe, the big blue ox <laughs> was an allegory but, for psilocybin. But I mean... Stop it! <laughs> Stop that! You're like, you, know, you know who actually is mostly attributed with the origin of Paul Bunyan? Uh, a, little, a little person who invented the hodag. 
Rob oh. Rhinelander. <laughs> in Rhinelander. He also is the most closely affiliated with the origin of the first Paul Bunyan story. Stupid. So, yep. I was, born, I was born the there. My man. I was born in Rhinelander. <laughs> uh, so, wow, babe. The mushrooms. The Stop it. Stain. No, that is not... <laughs> That wasn't what she wanted me to take Stop away from it. it. She wanted it to be unhinged. I did. I wanted, I wanted to show you how far into the what the, you can go on this particular topic. Real and she went, quick. people. I she did. went off the cliff. I jumped off like the a, cliff. Like a bucket of lemmings. As <laughs> 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 the Commodore famously says, the lemmings are lemmings. <laughs> oh, those poor lemmings. Oh, God. Whew, okay. All right. Back in. We're Focus. back in. All right. Uh, Christianity. Uh-uh. <laughs> I just triggered Sonia. She's like, oh, God. <laughs> so, um, John Allegro, mm-hmm. which, okay. Um, he's, he was an archaeologist. He's yeah. a very well-published archaeologist. He was at one point a very respected archaeologist. Um, he is also was also the leading authority on the Dead Sea Scrolls. So I was like, oh, my oh, man. Yeah. Like, I dig mm. the Dead Sea the Scrolls. scrolls. Yeah. Um, he was also a philologist. So he studied languages. I'm a big fan of studying history through linguistics. That mm-hmm. is really important. So that part's cool. Um, so he was a proponent for exploring the uh, Gnostic Christian gospels that were left out of Catholicism and then therefore got left behind in the Reformation yep. as well. So he wanted to bring back the, um, if you don't know what Gnosticism is, it's a, I would say the mystic mm-hmm. side of Christianity. Mm-hmm. It was very, very early, very early. Um, so in 1970, Allegro pu- published The Sacred Mushroom and the Cross. And in this book, which you can still find mm-hmm. very easily, um, yeah. he argued the origins of Christianity lie in Mediterranean fertility cults. And uh, I'll be honest with you, what doesn't lie? <laughs> <laughs> Who's, right. Whose origin does not lie in Mediterranean yeah. fertility cults? I mean, um, fair. Yes. Uh, what he did, though, was like go all in on the importance of entheogenic substances of any kind. Like oh. he was like, that was what they did. That was how this religion got formed. All of that. Um, he also, in this book, argues that Jesus never existed, mm-hmm. but that it was a mythology used to disguise entheogenic usage really like yes. everything was a fable and, yes yeah. Oh. yeah yeah like babe yes like yeah. babe <laughs> and the mushroom <laughs> you never should have told me I need a t-shirt me. with babe with her tail up with a little pile and mushrooms growing out of the pile I need it Brooke I'll try that needs to happen I would I would get that tattoo problem solved <laughs> um, so she can the, come to the tattoo meetup we'll have to tell y'all about that <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, so um, it hasn't like entirely been proven wrong because in the human fan fiction that is history, you can't entirely <laughs> prove everything wrong. Um, but it hasn't entirely been proven wrong. And there's even some new explorations that support some of his ideas, though not all of it. Okay. But then our friend Wasson comes in. Here he mm. comes. Party wrecker. Oh, <laughs> Wasson. Um, it now occurs something called the Wasson-Panofsky interpretation. This was like the great schism of my of ethnomycology this was a very big pearl clutching event um so wasson and panofsky dr erwin panofsky who was an art historian listen mycomythologist mm. we need interdisciplinary cooperation because on this i'm like i'm here for it let them have it so 
what kicked this all off was a fresco in the Plainquerault Chapel in France. Um, and it was created in around 1291 and it depicts Adam and Eve with the tree of life. Um, for us lay people that may look at it, it damn well looks like mushrooms. It yeah, looks like, yeah. right. There's like, there's like five mushrooms. Gobs, yeah. Gobs, I will throw an image of this fresco up for you when this episode is Indeed. live. Yes. Oh, yeah. um, That's mushrooms all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're on your phone, as I know you are, and yes. you must Google image it, it's the plain Corral Chapel fresco. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it will it will pop up. Don't worry. Um, so Allegro maintained that these are not only mushrooms, but they are the Amanita muscaria mushrooms. The, oh. the mushroom that comes out of the question brick when you hit it with Mario. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, th- that's the Amanita muscaria mushroom. Oh. The, the, the mushroom we all drew in kindergarten. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's coincidentally what my farm is named after. And it is my favorite mushroom because of its rich uh, mycomythological heritage. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, Wasson and Panofsky were like that's not a mushroom that's a stylized pine tree because what pine, a pine tree a pine tree i mean a okay pine tree. I love <laughs> these two are like all in yeah that's obviously a mushroom but tree of life is clearly a mushroom even, they're like a okay. pine tree get the hell out I of mean, here all right what kind of <laughs> pine round. trees what kind of pine trees were growing in france <laughs> that they look like that in 1291 <laughs> that is fair that is fair however the way they reached that conclusion was um both through the art style which i am am not a pre-medieval art historian so i don't fair no pre-medieval mm-hmm. um but the people are peopling and the snake is snaking but the pine tree is round <laughs> right i mean are those people peopling though those are some like what's I mean, what's I happening think, with Eve there? What's she, with the skeleton? Yeah, uh, is that to represent that she's made of a rib? <laughs> Probably. Sorry. Yeah, I bet it is. Sonya's all right, folks. It was just you know, I got, the made from the I ribs. got a little misogyny caught in my throat. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the big three, Gops. Remember oh, the big three. Uh, so, anyways, Things you had to unlearn as an adult. We Ooh. actually have the same amount. Thanks, Sunday school, for wrecking my brain. <laughs> um, so they further argue that it's pine tree because uh, the pine uh, and pine cones and pineal gland and all that is used for wisdom and oh, yeah. intuition and all that. Okay, yeah. So if you the go for it from that angle, if you didn't but, understand shapes, <laughs> then perhaps. Like, it's not giving tree but what or is it super cone. not it is super not an apple tree oh no like, it is super not a damn no. apple tree no it was never no. supposed to be an apple anyways so apple they, trees they don't fruit from the ground like that no i don't no. even know what that is uh, it's a mushroom it's not it's giving... what it is <laughs> it's, it's a you right you right isn't i think that or like a stylized version of that is on the cover of the sacred mushroom and the cross. Yeah, book. because it's the big it's it's the yeah. big one. Like yeah. here's yeah. the evidence. <laughs> this is the evidence. Yeah. Meanwhile, all her historians are like, is it? It's <laughs> are you sure? is it? Yeah, I'm kind of on the side of it's not a pine tree. I I mean, it's definitely not a. Mm, it's not an it's, apple tree. If it was a mushroom, it'd be oh. like an oyster mushroom or something. It grows in a cluster. It's not an amanita. No, it's a definitely not. I don't know what it is. It's giving cultivated, like, like tree that a person... It looks like an artichoke when you grow artichokes. Oh, Why does it look... <laughs> On another same. sidebar. Why does it look like they have little pillows covering their groins? <laughs> Don't look Modesty. 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 I know, but what Modesty. is that? Where did they it's get little, pillows in like the a garden? Where's, where's the fig leaf? <laughs> it is, it's a throw pillow. 
And why is Eve's a different color? All right. <laughs> and her body seems questions. to. I know. <laughs> yeah, all right. So this is their, their I just evidence. feel like this is a problematic uh, piece of art to base anything off. I feel like it was like yeah, right. an apprentice drew it or something. They're like, you did a good job. Like, like what, if, <laughs> yeah, what if it was the new guy's first day at the fresco? Right? They you don't know, even like, tell you, like, you don't know. who did it. No, like, they you don't, don't know. No, you don't know no. who did it. Okay. Total sidebar. We, we're all aware of the Minoans, right? Um, in Who Crete. Yeah. And, and those frescoes that they famously put together. And they're mm-hmm. like, this is a prince. And there's a body and then like a giant muscular arm that doesn't fit with the body <laughs> at all. And they're like, see how majestic and powerful he was? And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And then art historians are like, um, may- maybe you just like put it all back together wrong when you did bad <laughs> yeah. reconstruction. Right. Like, you oh my no god, idea. always leave room for human error. Like humans have been fucking up since the dawn of time. Yeah, why do we <laughs> why do we put this like idea of immediate perfectionism on all art we find as if this is the exact intent human that the creator fan fiction. But that it's also See, like Sony fact, has her own jingle. Just cuz it was <laughs> <laughs> prepared. Yeah. Why is it fact just cuz it's old? Yeah, I mean that pick no. one. Pick one. <laughs> Sonya's big 3. Pick one. <laughs> Okay. Uh, All right. We gotta keep going. That, yes, we gotta that keep is going. for the witch craze episode and the <gasps> um, creation of European colleges. Anyways, okay. Oh uh, so <laughs> the university system is delightful. I'm not ready. <laughs> anyway, okay. Anywho. So uh, yeah. So to recap, Allegro entheogens, especially mushrooms, were foundational to Judeo-Christian religions. That's that's his that's his jam. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Wasson says, yeah, they were used because everybody was doing it. Yeah. Um, but they oh, probably cool kids. <laughs> cool kids are doing. They <laughs> probably won't weren't used in those religions mm-hmm. um, past w- about one thousand BCE. Uh, so that was the great schism of that. And then um, in nineteen ninety two, Terence McKenna comes out of left field. <laughs> Oh boy. With the food of the gods. Yeah. <laughs> in which the stoned <laughs> ape theory is. And he yeah. he did it right because he was like, I'm going to go so prehistoric with this that no one will ever be able to prove me wrong or right. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing you can handle. Prove me wrong. <laughs> so Hale's idea was that uh, when early hominids came out of the forest and into the plains, which I, mm, I'm, you already kind of um, lost me on that one. Okay. Um, that they were following the herds of large ruminants. Because, sure. Like, like we do. We and, do. And we know what ruminants do. They, when they poo. When they walk through fields. Every they, 45 minutes. As a sheep mm, poops. Sonia would know. <laughs> so much feces in my <laughs> life. First time experience. Yeah. So, um, I mean, just watch a Bear Grylls episode and watch him rifle through some elephant dung to find seeds. Like, it's a thing. Foraging in feces of ruminants is a thing because ruminants are very bad at digesting things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a thing. So his argument is that this early hominid ate mushrooms, ate the psilocybin mushrooms. Yeah. And, then the brain. and then art and religion and communication and language were all born then. Which, like, because there is an inexplainable point in in archaeo- in the archaeology where the human brain like explodes um, and no one can figure this out mckenna figured it out <laughs> <laughs> and no one can prove this wrong right what are you gonna do <laughs> <laughs> works in his favor on that listen, really does. listen yeah. it was either the mushrooms or the aliens pick one I'm going shrooms. <laughs> what if it was both? Oh my god. The oh. aliens brought the most shrooms. Oh, that's a thing. Yeah. That's a thing. Wait, what? That, 
because she has another book <laughs> there i am sitting here with a tome of notes uh anyways i mean they're more organized no, than brooks notes it's which says oh, well, that's a, because i have to present this all the time so it's it, i mean i should really tabs. just write the book it's in a binder wait write a book Jealous. i know i'm just never yes. gonna get to it <laughs> but yeah i'll get on it i'll get on it i'm sorry okay you can write a book and it will be funny and good it'll be delightful yes. with all sorts of pine mushroom imagery. that is not a pine tree <laughs> it's not okay, okay wait wait okay, wait, wait, wait coming back to the alien thing yes uh there are mushrooms fungal spores that can survive in the vacuum of space so just, don't you nod your head at me brooke just go what ahead and say it. <laughs> that was what that was that was a silent gotcha <laughs> so potentially <laughs> ancient like, aliens uh, and mycomythology can unite fox molder over oh. here it's like <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like damn it uh, it's just mushrooms and water bears <laughs> they're out there i personally welcome our overlords hey, the water bears if we, <laughs> that would be amazing anybody here watch star trek discovery no okay I the was, whole i was a star wars the whole mm. st- Multiple seasons of Star Trek Discovery is based on discovering an interstellar mycelial network that can be used for travel. And what lives in the mycelial network? Tardigrades. Absolutely. (gasps) Yeah. So anyway, it's not as fringe as me. (laughs) You're like, Star Trek did it. Scully here. Yeah. (laughs) Wants to pretend that it actually is. Anyways. So we bring up uh, the food of the gods because in that book, McKenna... um, he explores the use of an entheogenic substance, mushrooms, um, mm. in the Eucharist. What? As instead of being just a grape juice and weird wafer thing that we do now, that Crunchy. that perhaps it was an entheogenic ritual to begin with. Wow. Yeah. Um, the body of Christ. Yeah. That explains a lot, actually. Doesn't it? Right. I know. Huh. Okay. All right. I'm on board. Shaking it off. Shaking it off. Services were different. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh and and if you're looking at it from a mycomythological standpoint, there are other points where, like in Eleusis, which McKenna is also a big fan of um, looking at the Greek uh, kaikion used in Eleusis and the idea of Soma from India, there are psychoactive drinks. Freaking, like every mead in Norse mythology, mead of poetry and all that. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, there's, there's, there's psychoactive drinks all over the place and... Um, most alcohols are not going to get you to that point. No, well, but a lot of those old wines they found and tested were infused with so many different right things. Right, and correct. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's where that came in, and then slide three. Mm-hmm. Uh, anthropologists Dr. Jerry and Julie Brown visited the Rosslyn Chapel in the UK in 2006. Um, you're gonna throw things at me. Okay, I'm ready. They were drawn there. Oh, God, here we go. By the Da Vinci Code. No, okay, but like, what? Yeah. Um, like we're, okay. Come so... again for Big Fudge? What was that <laughs> Big fans of the Da Vinci Code, the book. Not the theory, the book. I mean... Shout out Tom Hanks. Oh, <laughs> Paul Bettany, what are you doing, man? I, Vision, why? Uh, I, I did have some serious sadness over that role for Paul. I was like, no, Paul, no. I know. <laughs> I, I will be honest with you, though. That book came out right after all of us, like, um, 
Protestant and evangelical kids went through our left behind phase, um, mm, yeah. where we were all terrified of the end of the world, and then uh, Dan, and then and then Dan Brown comes out with the for a while we were, we're all like, on board. for a yeah. while we were all on board with it, and then right. we were like, look what you've done, Dan. Oh, what are you doing? You should have stopped while you were ahead, right? Yeah. <laughs> Angels and demons. No, that what crap. The hell, Dan. <laughs> Filth. Um, <laughs> um, oh, all right. So uh, they noticed <laughs> an Amanita muscaria on the most prominent uh, green man figure um who is quite there's green man all over can 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 either of you point to the amanita muscaria um okay i'm looking at the green man i see a kind of like a leaf yeah that's it this bit i'm talking about that yeah so if you squint and you turn your head upside down it becomes an amanita muscaria okay it also kind of looks like part of the male anatomy it looks uh, like a peen. It's a damn <laughs> oak leaf. Yeah. It's um, an oak leaf. Like, yeah. It, I mean, first. See, first... again, interdisciplinary studies. Anybody who studies the Druidic culture will no. tell you it's an oak leaf. Like, yeah. so, like, for reasons. The, se- yeah. the first immediate image of it when you look at it is it's a leaf. Right. Yeah. In the, um, and I'm like, leaf. I'm, it is. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, also, given the leaves on either side of his face. I mean, face. yeah, there's leaves all over the place. <laughs> He's a green man not a not a red and white man which yeah. we'll talk about the red and white uh-huh. man later um or should i say ho oh, oh. <laughs> delightful oh i'm so sorry I'm that was so good. oh yes I'm so sorry oh, yes. you better drink, do it i'm going to drink my ginger ale now <laughs> um so this uh this spurred a lifetime career of unearthing artistic representations of mushrooms in christian art and I went through a heavy Maria Gambutas phase and she um, saw goddess figurines and everything, which sure, I'm on board. Let's do this. Yeah. But it got to the point with me that I would like look at the freaking KFC logo and be like, but do you see how it does this? <laughs> and it looks like that. And like, you can really get sucked down this rabbit hole of everything looks like a mushroom because oh, as, yeah. as we have noticed, everything phallic looks like a mushroom. It's so mm. true. Many what? leafy things look like mushrooms. Yep. Mushroom is a very easy shape to draw. It is. Especially it's a those, circle and a stick. Those ones that were growing in my yard. Yeah, that was. I you sent me a picture, and, and you I were said, like, "I'm like, there's peas coming out of the ground." <laughs> <laughs> you were like, "I'm slightly embarrassed to send you this picture." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, I see." It was surprise, right? So, <laughs> it is, oh my, so <laughs> <Top> flustered. <laughs> your ankles for two clutching the pearls um so like i just i mean i know i've spent most of this time just like hating on other people's theories but i just i i don't have any truck with this kind of thing because what they did was they took an in an unprovable idea Mm -hmm. also on disprovable idea and they already had a lot of money and they threw more money at it and published it. And those are the books that are readily available on Amazon when you look up mushroom mythology. Yeah. You know, so that's that's what everybody's reading and taking it as gospel truth without consulting art experts, without consulting um, feminist experts, without consulting cultural experts. Um, yeah. And we have this had thing. this discussion before. Where I have the, this discussion every ten minutes. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. I've seen the comment thre- I've seen the comment threads. Um, the absence of proof against a subject is not evidence of, of it, the subject. The subject. Like, Correct. It's just now because I have not seen a Bigfoot um, does not mean that uh, it because I you know 
the whole argument of like, well, you don't know that you don't know. Like you don't. Right. Yeah. A, just because no one has. Prove a negative. Okay. Well, I, that's not how the world works. The ownership is not on you if you're not the one making the argument. If you're oh, telling no. me that that oak leaf is a mushroom, I want. That is not. That's not a no. mushroom. But in that's the books. Reaching. In the books. The other one. I'll they, give the fresco a second glance. Yeah, well, and, and think about that. Though. We're sitting here in the year of Beyonce 2023 looking yeah. at this. On Beyonce's um, internet. <laughs> Uh, and we have been trained that you draw a pine tree like bob ross you take the fan brush and you go down the canvas and it's happy because that's how you do it but not me i take a sage leaf and print it on hey okay i will also mine looks more like a pine tree than that thing but um so you know we're looking at it from uh evolved artistic eyes yeah and I think that's important to recognize um, that perhaps art technique was just like way not there. Yeah. Um, and, and somehow, you know, those stories that they used to tell you about, oh, they saw the pioneers ships or whatever. And they didn't know what they were. So they called it a cloud. Like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. I think there's some of that, um, which is bullshit. But um, <laughs> I think there's some of that. In, it was a in, dragon. Involved. It was a dragon. <laughs> um, uh, so anyways. So from these people's, these old white dudes, uh, theories, people have, um, you know, oh, the tree of knowledge is a mushroom and, um, oh, if you're talking to a snake, you must be tripping balls, you know, like, mm-hmm. which fair, but there's I mean, so many other things that can make you trip though. Been there. Huh. Well, <laughs> going out with that burning bush. <laughs> <laughs> talking to a snake. Bruh. I don't even fair. need to trip. I just look right there. Yeah. Like, don't buy uh, me. I mean, if you ever read the descriptions of the aliens, or aliens, angels, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> I mean, you not, did not uh, misspeak. They had a hundred eyes. And it's like, maybe someone was driven oh, on um, There are theories about the hundred eye things being the spots on the Amanita cap. But um, that's not my theory. That is not my theory. I am a conduit. <laughs> you heard a haircut. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. She's a conduit. So apparently the in early Christian iconography, when they draw the halos of light around the head, mm-hmm. the mushroom mythologist people are like, oh, those are the gills of the Amanita miscarry mushroom, or those are the gills of the psilocybin mushroom, which... What? Sure, but also their rays of light. Yeah, but things look <laughs> like mean, other things. The sun. Okay, yeah. but also yeah. stylized halos. I, I, mm-hmm. It's not, again, it's not giving gills. G- g- go to the next one. I'm ready. Oh no, I know what's coming. Oh! <laughs> the what I'm what she is screaming at is first of all, the Monty Python reference I put there. <laughs> and uh, second of all, uh, the upturned cap of an old out-of-date Amanita muscaria will turn into a cup shape and um that is apparently the holy grail. But you mushrooms chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mushrooms look like cups sometimes i have is is the thing some of these are just reaching exactly reaching. but you can't prove that it's not so yeah. let's publish a bunch of shit about it yeah right i feel like i feel like if it's done with everyone understanding the right context where it's just like all right here's a thing i thought about right once maybe but it's like to be taken as uh as absolute religious truth. truth yeah yeah, yeah. that's uh, where it gets a little, little so sus. i will um i will i will throw everyone a bone here and give you a uh mushrooms in judaism islam and christianity that i think actually might be mushrooms okay Ooh. okay so <clears throat> you're 
wandering around the desert, which mm-hmm. is quote unquote desert. It was kind of plains, mm-hmm. kind of desert. Uh, you're a large Israelite crowd, right? Mm-hmm. You know, looking for food and whatnot. Yeah. And overnight, loaves of bread appear on the ground. <laughs> Literally everyone that has sent me a picture of a giant puffball has been like, I found a loaf of bread on the ground and it popped up overnight. And then what do we know about harvesting and using puffballs? You have to do it like that. You have to do it fast. Otherwise, it goes bad and it is poisonous. Much mm. like the manna in the desert only lasted one day and then it was goo. Goo! Goo! That's awesome. I believe that was a mushroom. I will I will throw my hat in the ring on that one and back that as a mushroom. Either a weird slime mold or a puffball situation, something. Yeah. Manna was a mushroom. I will. That's awesome. I know. <laughs> my, the, I, the, the I needed to give you all one that I actually like thought okay. was true. The hand motions that I made when she was like, I'm like, it's going to be the manna. It's going to be the manna. And I was just so excited. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So that one, I reached that conclusion by coming at it from a mycologist standpoint. Like I yeah. know how puffballs operate yeah yeah and that sounds exactly like a puffball to me and they are friggin huge right and they could feed yeah yeah that's a lot of food right and they are extremely nutritious they would absolutely keep you going like there are enough uh vitamins and minerals and protein in there that will keep you going amazing so that That one i like Um, it sells books because the conspiracy of it is super sexy Mm -hmm. you know so everyone's like oh they covered it up and whatnot um so meanwhile we have you know, the indigenous cultures of the Pacific Northwest or the reindeer people or um, indigenous cultures in Africa that have these super cool stories that nobody's talking about, but they're like really cool stories that actually have use because I'm a big believer in myths, folk tales, folk tales, especially Mm -hmm. have a reason like the, like the neck, the, the water beast thing that like steals children yep. in the river. That was yeah. to make your kid not Don't. drown in the river. Don't the morality. Go in the water. Right. The morality tales. Morality <laughs> tales. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um those are the stories that I like the best are the actual like nobody thought the mushroom was actually talking. We're just using it to show you something. Right. <laughs> like, <It's, laughs> but like as history has progressed, this is this is straight Subjective opinion here, folks, what coming from it? me. Uh, it is so. The understanding of um, metaphor, uh, symbolism, mm. uh, satire, and anything that requires like subtlety of understanding, in my opinion, seems to be becoming more and more uh, lost yes. as time has moved on. And I love the internet. It's but become more politicized. It is, um, mm-hmm. and there's a lack of understanding of the sharing of knowledge in these different forms. Mm -hmm. And if you hear it, you repeat it, whether you know the source of it or not, and people no longer really understand the history behind the stories they're hearing and 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 why it was told told. that way. Yes. And, and they take certain things as, as literal fact Mm -hmm. instead of understanding, like you said, like, no, the, the mushroom wasn't like, Hey bud, (laughs) <laughs> what's up not really right. not really um yes. but that's not the point but it's just i feel like it's getting lost as time progresses which which is scary yeah it is it, it's really um also people are are failing to see mythology's form in real time um like the marvel universe is our mythology right now 
Ugh. is our cultural Sorry. mythology. <laughs> I didn't think that was going to be that. And no. people are not. <laughs> people are not listening to the lesson of the age of Ultron. Like, oh god, AI. Uh huh. Uh huh. Or but like, I mean, or like Thanos had a point. Oh my god, like, no! Oh my god. <laughs> So, I don't know what you're talking about because I don't watch Marvel. Stay away. <laughs> Stay pure. I watched Thor and it made me very mad. No. no. Oh, see? Oh. I'm having an existential Off crisis the record, right now. I think that the originators of the Thor mythology would actually be super down with how Thor was portrayed. They'd be like, that's awesome. <laughs> like, that's he's excellent. He's, um, he's the people's but, people. <laughs> but Thanos, Thanos as an allegory for modern politics... And previous twentieth century p- politics. Don't don't look too hard at Guardians of the Galaxy two, please. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. I don't just ruin everything for all of for so, all yeah. of you. I ruin it for <laughs> me. I can't I can't watch Monty Python the Holy Grail without like yeah. having an existential crisis. Your kids are like, Ma, we love Iron Man. Stop it right now. Ma. Um, they're no. so funny because if they're talking about something, they're like, um, they're like so I was thinking about Loki, not movie Loki. Mythology, Loki. They're like, stop like, right okay, now, okay. Mom. Not stop right now, Mom. <laughs> uh, my mind is like reeling. Right <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. This whole talk is like a mushroom trip, to be very honest. But it's also, a, your your mycelial network is expanding <laughs> to absorb other ideas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm such a, I can't. This is why we need to film this podcast because. <laughs> My facial expressions. Oh, I know what I look like. And it, it, I look like Dick Roman from Supernatural. <laughs> my teeth, my teeth, only, my top teeth only smile. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. But to be fair, um, who voiced Ultron? I don't remember his name, but I love him. And he's um, like so, frightening. He um, scares me a little. Uh, our patron saint. Why am I blanking on his name all of a sudden? He has the best voice of all time from the blacklist. Right. James Spader. James Spader. Oh. Right. So, so was the be fucking Hades? Lizard King? Huh? Wasn't he Hades? No, that no. was that we do not speak the name of Hades. That was James Woods. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. So, so James Spader is the voice of Ultron, and if AI sounded like James Spader, I'd be like, well, my time was it's good. Been a good here. run. I guess deeper just, into the woods I go. I'll just do whatever. I'll just Away do whatever from the you say, James. Yeah. He's one of those voices where you're like, "Why do I love it? You're so weird." Um, but I do. I just the blacklist. The show wouldn't have made it for as long as it was without the voice of James Spader. Just saying. Anyways, back on track. <laughs> Jesus. Here we are. Oh, okay, the cup. It. The cut. <laughs> that, that was the end of the Christianity segment. And Whoa. do you see what happened there? Is like we started it, and we started it with the you know the the maybe pine cone, maybe maybe mushroom, maybe pom poms or whatever it was, and then we Pop. got to James Spader, and that is kind of how this section of mycomythology does. It just goes so far off the rails. It goes so unhinged. The thought bubble to connect. Like, amazing. Through loose word association, we went from pinecone tree of life to James Spader. Uh, I feel like my job is done here. Actually, um, well done. Well done, everyone. So um, the next uh, area that was chosen to explore was Eastern Europe and Russia. Yeah. Um, so 
in Eastern Europe and Russia, there is still and has always been a very vibrant mushroom culture. Uh, a lot of uh, Western European cultures became very mycophobic, very much like we don't touch mushrooms. Like, I mean, how many of you were told don't touch mushrooms? My whole 100%. Life. Um, because yeah. there was you can no knowledge. Touch every mushroom. Which most people don't know. Pet them. Enjoy them. I don't have, eat them. I have people <laughs> right. send me messages asking me for mushroom ID, which is totally normal, except for I'm like, I'm not a mushroom expert, so I cannot tell you this. Yeah. Uh, but it's always like, my kid touched it. Should yeah. I be worried? And my answer always is no. No. Just you're, wash you're, your hands. Just, yeah. Just, and, even, and even then, like, for yeah. real, because my little nephew, Clay, loves mushrooms. And he finds yes. them. And he goes, Good job, Clay. he goes, auntie, mushroom. And then immediately stabs it. And I'm like, honey, wait, let me look at it first. And he's like, oh, and he goes, sorry, mushroom. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, give the kids some puffballs because they like to be poked. So I'm going to. He will spread. Just don't inhale the puffball spores because that's no. a, that's just a, um, it's not an allergen so much as it's a, the size of the spore is irritant. Oh, oh got yeah, it. That's okay. the problem with that one. Uh, but yes, you can touch any damn mushroom you want. I mean, barring the idea that you might be like allergic to it. Yeah, that's, like your, open, that's a you problem at that point. You have but, like um, an open wound or something. <laughs> well, even that, eh, you'd be all right. To be, to be fair, I didn't know that until right now. Oh, Go. not fair. Touch yeah. the mushrooms. I, you can pet I think them. So Roll too. about in them. Because I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a sensitive skin ass beach. So I'm Be like, if I get a, with... a dryer sheet that's wrong on me, I'm like, I have hives. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> be careful with the Swillis genus. So anything that's growing under pines and is like slimy, be a little bit careful with those. That's because... all the mushrooms in my head. <laughs> so I yeah, yeah they'll come out in like a horde like there a were stranger so many things this looking morning. horde like yeah. because it's been so rainy it yes. was like overnight yeah that's the swillis genus which um some of them are edible um okay. some of them are edible for some people and some people react uh, um but the 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 viscous mucus on them can can bother some sensitive skin but it's pretty it's pretty few and far between that it's gonna cause a problem um and then test it out it's not gonna like your arm's not gonna fall Make it irritated. Put a little, little contact dermatitis. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Little, I little have red. cortisone cream. Yeah. I'm prepared. Uh-huh. You're ready. So, anyways, uh, in, <laughs> in uh, Eastern Europe, the reason that uh, the mushroom culture is so vibrant is first of all, their mycology is just oh, oh, it's so good. <laughs> Such so many varieties. Yes. Um, and then uh, also they've suffered under quite a few wars and quite a few um, totalitarian Ugh. regimes. I always got to bring the party down. Um, <laughs> so so ruins everything. <laughs> yeah. So if you're looking at like the Tsarist era, forced Russian Orthodoxy, in which there are 175 calendar days of fasting of meat fasting. What? Um, yeah. I need to educate There's myself. A lot. I mean, the <laughs> more not of fasting, but of meat fasting. But but still. That's a lot. And if you know anything about working outside in, um, which is predominantly those, the yeah. industries there, uh, yeah. and especially in like, uh, cold climates, you need protein. Yeah. Well, how, yeah. how are you? Well, there you go. There it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then during the Soviet collapse, there's food distribution crises and all yeah. that. So you're reliant on, um, uh, hunting doesn't really work super great because, you know, scorchers policy and all that yeah uh and but the mushrooms are still gonna be there um so this was generally mushroom gathering is generally a task for um elders children and women as the men at that time would have been busy uh with the harvest or needed for the mines or needed as cannon fodder unfortunately yeah uh or infrastructure or whatever um so the uh especially the grandmas would teach 
about mushrooms Mm -hmm. would teach the kids about mushrooms and and everybody else um so they did a lot of stories and nursery rhymes about mushrooms um and one of them is Borovic, the King Bolit. And there is a Ooh. symphony written about the King Bolit, the War of the Mushrooms. I can't remember if it's a symphony or it's just one piece. It's a symphonic piece. Um, Perfection. Yes. That, uh, uh, so he calls all of the mushrooms to war. And all these mushrooms send emissaries or show up, depending on how you translate it. And they're giving excuses like, Oh, this inky cap is too weak. Oh, the chanterelle is too fancy. You know, like they can't, there's a reason they can't go to war. Mm -hmm. Um, and the only one that agrees to go to war is a lactarius resumus. And, uh, it's a delicious edible mushroom and a very, uh, a prolific edible mushroom. So it was a really important protein source. Mm -hmm. And that was the one that was like, yeah, I'll go to war. So he is like a staunch loyal friend and you can find him in the woods. Um, So I this love this whole, so much. I know. Why am I getting emotional? <laughs> <laughs> the, the little whole... for freedom. My <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <well>, family. <laughs> okay, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm coming back. Um, <sighs> and also, that little guy was a representative of the proletariat of the of the people. Just yeah. use a mushroom of the people. Yeah. Um, and th- so. The kids, much like a Dr. Seuss book, they learned rhyming, they learned meter, they learned, you know, words, and they learned to have a very, like, close, cozy familiarity with the names of mushrooms and descriptions of mushrooms. Mm -hmm. I love Um, this. And it was also probably a commentary on classism, but (laughs) the big three. Uh, Remember, (laughs) goblin children, Sonia's big three. (laughs) What? Yeah. So what ha- what we see in the Eastern European and the Russian um, mythologies and folklores is that the mushrooms aren't necessarily characters aside from Borovic. Um, they're not necessarily uh, they're not deities of any kind. Mm-hmm. They're tools and they're friends mm-hmm. and they're like they're common things that you interact with. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go to slide twelve, yes. please. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, the characters that is very, very often associated with mushrooms is Baba Yaga. Um, Baba Yaga. So if you're not familiar, which mm-hmm. goblins, what are you doing? I know. We're not familiar, mean, you, we at, haven't at had an episode point. yet. <laughs> get half, on board. Half my left arm is dedicated. <laughs> it's true. You think your Google fingers would have yeah. gotten curious at this Come point. Come on. Anyways, so, uh, uh, the, the name Baba means old woman, crone, grandmother, midwife, witched, deceased female ancestor, just like pre pre you females <laughs> yeah. um, and the word baba appears in many of the common mushroom names in in russia um so they're you know considered grandmotherly or like and again though the people who are teaching were the elder women mm-hmm. so that's kind of cool um so uh Baba Yaga is both greatly respected and greatly feared, depending on the time you were told the stories and depending mm-hmm. on the culture in which you come from. Um, she was either like, uh, we respect her power, or it was, ooh, she's going to eat us, mm-hmm. which like... Uh, Sometimes both. Yeah, which, you know, that goes right along with uh, all crone sentiments. Mm-hmm. Um, the first written down stories, they think, appeared in the 18th century, um, but the whole thing is, is way, way older yeah. and almost certainly stemming from feminine earth goddesses. Like, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty yeah. sure. Because so many of the older stuff is still not translated to, to anything. And probably can... never will be. Yeah. Which, which sucks. <laughs> which sucks. And also, uh, then it doesn't get ruined. 
Yeah, that's fair. But then you don't see it. So, yeah. It's a... If you Double-edged see sword. it, does it yeah. exist? Yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> Anyways, so... Does, um, if Baba Yaga falls in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> if a chicken house trips over its feet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> will it eat you? <laughs> These are the questions, people. Oh, my God. So good. So, um, <clears throat> generally... Uh, Baba Yaga, the character, is, is depicted as a trickster. She's She can be very helpful if mm-hmm. you do your homework. Mm-hmm. Um, and she can also kill you if you don't do your homework. I mean, and seems very Eastern European. <laughs> also, it's giving Russian. What do we know about mushroom foraging? You need to do your homework. You need to do your damn homework. Or it can kill you. you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that she is is very very connected to mushrooms in in that aspect um, really connected to the forest as a whole mm-hmm. yeah aspect don't go in there being an idiot like be respectful yeah yep. um <clears throat> so she's often depicted with lots of mushrooms she i think she a few characters she's like bring me this mushroom or whatever so again they're tools and they're just like ingredients and things that are used they're not yep. like a special thing they're just mushrooms mm-hmm. um let's go to slide 13 I really enjoy this character. Um, oh. He's a Russian guardian of the forest, and he's the leshy. And I, I love, love his him. hair. I do. He's wonderful. <laughs> the leshy. So um, they're guardians of the forest, and they were said to control who got the harvest. So who, oh. like, the deer would appear in front of this guy, or the mushrooms would go to this kid. You know, they, mm-hmm. would, they would appear. Um, they are also tricksters, and they can lead you deeper and deeper into the woods <gasps> through um, calls, songs, and other sounds. Um, there's a lot of Appalachian lore that <gasps> echoes that. Oh, we know. A lot, a lot. Um, <laughs> and Don't you know what's funny? Uh, just, uh, just like a couple weeks ago, my son and I were out foraging mushrooms and he's like, Ooh, there's a mushroom. Ooh, there's a mushroom. Ooh, there's a mushroom. He's like, he looks up. He's like, I see why people could get very lost mushroom hunting. And that's very accurate. So he may also be a morality tale about foraging of pay, pay attention, attention. pay attention to where you have been and where you are going. Emotionally intelligent of a little 11 year old. (laughs) I know. know. Spoilers. Sonia's kids are the best. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, they are. Um, so the Leshy can, uh, turn into a, he, he's a shapeshifter. He mm-hmm. turned a lot of things, but he really likes to turn into mushrooms. Um, that's one of his big things. And then there's also, uh, you know how mushrooms get like cracks on the top when they're yeah. dry? That's said yeah. to be from the Leshy's whip. I don't know what he's oh. whipping. I don't know why he's whipping mushrooms, but that's okay. what it is. He's so it's like, back. right. It's, ah. it's like the Leshy was there at some point. Oh. So, so pay attention. So watch oh. out. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we'll then, be looking for a little. I don't know if she's on the next slide. She is not. I didn't put a picture of her up there. Um, So we're going to jump to the Baltic region. Um, And I don't know. I have not been able to find much about this mythology. And it really bums me out because she's really cool. So um, in the Baltic region, there is a, there are mother goddesses and their overarching term is Mate, M-A-H-T-E. And, uh, the lead one is Zemi's Mate, and she is the Earth Mother. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are all mother goddesses, and um, she has a hundred sisters. So there's the Rose Mother, and the Snow Mother, and the Blossom ah. Mother, the Death Mother, um, and then the there's Death Mother. Death Mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, New band name called it. 
<laughs> um, and then there's uh, Senu Mate, and she is the mother of mushrooms. So she presided over mushrooms and mushroom hunting. Uh, and there are still prayers offered to her in some um, isolated regions before mushroom hunts. Uh, it was The prayers have been really badly degraded in time and, and conversion and all that. Um, so they come across as, as more... Um, almost nursery rhymes at this point mm-hmm. as you know, it's watered had, down. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she was there and she was a goddess of mushrooms. So I thought that was really cool. That's super that. cool. But, yeah. So, but hard to track down, hard to track down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I encourage you goblins to get tracking. Yeah. Right? yeah. Baltic yeah. region. Get on it. Get on it. <laughs> Send us the dirt or the shrooms as it were. <laughs> Send it. All right. That was, that was the Eastern European. The red lady. <laughs> I love the red lady. I love her. Okay, hold on. I gotta find her. Where are you? You're doing great. Nobody ever chooses that one, so I can never find her. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> um, she is... N- well, we're sure. I, just, I love a title. I know. The, the red lady. lady. Oh, oh it's... it's, it's yes, they have, have that part. So the le- red lady of Elmeron is not a mythology. So this is kind of an outlier. This is an ethnomycology thing, oh. but it is so Ooh. intensely cool that I really want to mention it. And also because she's another one that people are like, it's an alien. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I picked the right one. <laughs> yeah. And I'm all like, thank God we're talking about this because <laughs> we got to clear some shit up. <sighs> so um, if there's one thing I wish you to remember about archaeology, it's that you need to follow the goats and sheep of nomadic peoples because oh. those goats and sheep Weirdly have ancestral memories, and they remember all the caves that everybody's been camping in from, like, forever ago. Brooke is shook right now. So the she's, goats and sheep she's about- and the donkeys <gasps> find the cool stuff. Follow the donkeys. Follow donkeys. <laughs> Follow, bud. <laughs> Follow, bud. Follow, bud. Follow, bud. Follow, bud. Follow, bud. Follow, Follow, Guess what's down this cave? <laughs> you say to Mordor. <laughs> Um, so in 1903, a farmer, a goat farmer, (laughs) uh, uh, there was a big storm and his goats were like, and so he followed his goats into this cave. Um, and it was the El Miron cave in uh, Southern Spain, I think. I have goosebumps right now. (laughs) I'm like, I'm so excited. So it was found in 1903 by a farmer, but, uh, formal excavations didn't begin until 1996. Whoa. Relatively. I mean, historically that was yesterday. Yeah. You know, the um, big gap. Yeah. yeah, Uh, we don't need to look more into this. We were alive. (laughs) Pick one of the three. (laughs) Pick one of the three. Uh, Feel my dis. Uh, so a professor of anthropology by the name of lawrence strauss um got interested in this because and it is an absolute treasure trove of history from the paleolithic to the bronze age are you serious Through the bronze age that's the people because it's a cave it's a good cave to camp in and to you know so people have been utilizing yeah this this cave system for that long so that was pretty cool and uh they are still looking at it still looking still figuring stuff out in it Mm -hmm. they're still exploring it like it is amazing um in 2010 oh god this is new the modern age yeah um the archaeologists found the red lady um there was a narrow limestone opening in one of the caves and it was covered in red ochre and hematite so red 
uh, would signify, you know, blood, rebirth, goddess energy, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the sparkling from the hematite was like paleolithic glitter. <laughs> it was like, bam, major pop. <laughs> how I feel about a hematite. <laughs> Rusty, Rusty bottom. bottom. Rusty bottom. <laughs> He's in um, the car. Oh, so Renaming shout out. <laughs> uh, so uh, the source, uh, the only source of red ochre they could find was 20 kilometers from the cave. So you had to really want to use it. Yeah, this like, was not like, oh, it was here. No, this was we meant to use it. There was also, I love this part, there is a very curious concentration of pollen, <gasps> meaning that there was floral wow. offerings. Like, that's adorable. <gasps> Early oh. humans, you, you're cute. <laughs> Brought flowers. Yeah. Wow. So um, there I'm are obsessed. elaborate grave markings. Um, a lot of V chevrons, which are often used in, in um, goddess imagery, fem- images of the feminine, um, paintings and engravings all over the place. And the walls were painted with the sparkly red. Like, oh, my God. This, yeah. Oh. Um, the person they found within, she was between 35 and 40 years old when she died, mm-hmm. um, female, and in very good health. Oh, Yes. Curious. Well, I mean, besides she's dead. Besides being right. Besides, besides that being just fine. Prior spontaneously died. Prior to dead. Prior to dead, you were great. You were you were, do, you were doing well. You were doing good. Um, so uh, they dated the body. Oh boy. To oh. um eighteen thousand seven hundred years old. What? <laughs> yeah. What? So I mean, she's not in good health now. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. She's been in there uh, a while. Yes. Wow. Which this puts her Dude. in the Magdalenian period of the Upper Paleolithic. Um, For those who don't know what that means, <laughs> that's a whole bunch of words. Yeah. Too bad I'm not yeah. right. Every, <laughs> everyone not in this room. Yeah, Magdalenians. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. We, we obviously know what that means. So, the Upper Paleolithic was from. I always have to do my like. Um, you push up the glasses. It was uh, about between eleven thousand and nineteen thousand years ago. Understand that, that? That's a big. That's a big spread. But like dating is hard. Dating is hard, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All kinds. So many All ways. Time. Uh, so you're gonna be okay. Yeah. Uh, so th- that's a big course of history. Also understand history is accelerating. Mm-hmm. So for a long time. A uh, hundred years was like a long time. Yeah, you know? and now it's like two seconds. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Yep. So history is accelerating. Please understand that the uh, evolution of society is accelerating. However, you want to doomsday that is up to you. <laughs> James Bader. Um, so AI. <laughs> the Magdalenians were um they were a semi nomadic society that uh, they were actually escaping the ice age. Oh, okay. they were they were climate survivors. Oh, okay, so which is cool. Like, I like it. They were semi-settled. Um, they had a very abundant life, as indicated by their ability to create art. When humans oh. have leisure time, we create art. Full stop. Full stop. Oh, better not say full stop. I oh, might no. get yelled at. Never mind. Don't don't say full <laughs> stop. Anyways, no. <laughs> Gonna get yelled at. So there was a big population <laughs> boom in humanity um from around 150,000 to um 50,000 years ago there's huge advance advancements in um the, in artistic realism so the the, the pine trees the <laughs> pine trees <laughs> <laughs> no, um, i mm. i have various 
arts on me, tattooed on me. Oh, you do? That are from that period, the, the yeah. Um, And there's the beginnings of religious expression as well. It's not just art for communication. It's beginning of religious expression. Um, so it can be kind of supposed that art and religion evolved simultaneously. Hmm. Um, but the grave sites of the Magdalenians are insanely rare mm-hmm. because they practice excarnation which is um if you know what a sky burial is yupper yeah where you you leave them out for the what are they the oh, lamb guyers yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um and just as a side note when i first learned of sky burials i was like wow that's amazing and then i made a mistake no and i googled no. sky burials and while it's no. still Danger, amazing Will robinson <laughs> it's not exactly the peaceful return to nature <laughs> you're imagining. No. Quite, See, I dig it though. Like, quite, I mean, birth is violent as is death. <laughs> like, I mean, like, that's a good Sony quote too. Right? <laughs> um, but for real, you're uh, excarnated oh, real quick. Yeah. Uh, they don't waste their time because they know you're coming. Uh, yes. When your peoples have been leaving bodies there for a long time, they're ready for hey, you. Hey, how do, how do you think the dog really got um, domesticated? Do, do you think do you think they were hunting buddies because i sure as hell oh my god the horror on your face <laughs> foxy no, <laughs> no! <laughs> i'm just saying food sources they were our friends food sources are important to all animals controversial real <laughs> well okay so excarnation yes. excarnation how did they practice excarnation oh, the usual way the, yeah, the just- birds and the and the, and the critters the come to Montia. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they they lived in their caves, in these caves. They didn't they, they practiced life in the caves. They didn't practice death in the caves. Got it. So all of this is to say that's a very strange thing to not only have a burial, but have Ooh. one that had flower offerings and right. had paint. Was she? It, right? <gasps> yeah. Um, <gasps> that, was, that was so sincere. Who was I just became Keith Morrison on Dateline. <laughs> that pesky DNA. <laughs> um, and the other weird things about her is there, um, there are marks on the bones that indicate that she was scavenged by canines at some point. What? Some sort of canine went into the cave and got it. And then she was also reburied. They put her back together and put her back in. Right. So like, they were like, no, she living in our house. Whoa. Leave her alone. Right. Um, so, uh, large bones and most of the skull was, was, um, missing but the bones themselves were repainted with that red ochre <gasps> like re-consecrated kind of situation um what did remain was all the teeth on the lower jaw and she had most of her own teeth too so she was like in super really? she was like 35 like time 40. traveler situation right? like how is your dentistry so good um because that's if you don't know that's the first thing that goes in a high fiber diet or your chompers <laughs> they work they, real hard they done um so uh, the archaeologist analyzed the residue on her teeth, and they found um, evidence of ibex, red deer, salmon, starchy grains, and mushrooms. Of course they did. So this is the first physical proof of ethnomycology. This is the first like time that we're seeing physical evidence of, of mushrooms being used by humans. So that's why she makes it into my talk. 
The red lady! Yes. So before you ask what the mushrooms were about, because you're going to, because everyone yes. does, everyone's like, oh, she was tripping. No. Uh, so there are spores of some kind of bolete, which is mm-hmm. the, which are the um, the non-gilled cap and stem mushrooms, which mm-hmm. are uh, among the most edible. Like, mm-hmm. you just eat those. Um, and then there were also some um, gilled mushrooms, but they are not able to really narrow it down much more than that to mm-hmm. the species or whatever um both orders contain toxic edible and psychoactive mushrooms mm. so um the exact species is identified and the context of consumption is not known so if anybody memes you and is like oh the red lady was about ominate you know it wasn't stop it she was eating food food, um, food. Tell you. it was just food uh are there any theories to like who was she? Lots or of like, theories, like a like a high priestess situation, ooh. or um, I ran across one that I kind of liked. That if a virus or a sickness or something came and hit your your clan, mm-hmm. and only one that one person was left alive, that like that person would become holy in some. You, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. I yeah. liked that theory. I thought that was interesting, but then. And, and then I guess with excarnation, you wouldn't notice if there was a lot of deaths prior to that. Yeah. Right. So I'm really intrigued by by that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she could have been a lot of things. That's so interesting. Yeah. Just mm. how like venerated. This right. M- For people who don't practice lady burial. In the cave is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, nobody ever asked about that one. I'm th- That's a great excited. one. Yeah. Though, That's a wonderful the, one. That's the fantastic. Huge amount of actual physical data and evidence that's present in this mm-hmm. case and how it ties to actual humanity instead of aliens did it yeah yeah no, no. humans <laughs> doing was, human stuff humans and dogs doing dog stuff apparently apparently <laughs> i don't know no um, <laughs> that's a really cool one yeah i, I like, like that one a lot the intentionality like of it is what that- gets me mm-hmm. going that they repainted her bones i'm like yeah. what in the emo tip is going on <laughs> like, well so and then it wasn't just they like they killed her and then brought her back inside or like she died what happened and it wasn't just oh this was a really nice lady they had to like have a mythology about her that yeah. they passed down yeah where are those stories where we're are too busy they? with allegro damn it yeah they were, <laughs> yeah, they were. oh yeah you're so amazing. Y'all are like shook on that one. I, I know. <laughs> that was that was an intense Ooh. one. And also terrifying. Caves are like their own spooky entity. Oh, I love me a cave. Yeah. I it, love I love a painted up cave. Mm-hmm. It's just oh give me the caves. Imagine finding that. I know. Become you, a goat farmer, uh, man. That's how you do it. Well, if Hell with like, archaeology school. Have Grab you, a goat. <laughs> have you ever been to that cave in um Rochester, it's by. Why can't I think? It's not Mystery Cave, is it? The one that was founded by the farmer's pig. They be finding stuff. <laughs> Lost oh. him during a storm, and it was like under this dude's house, like a giant cave system. Mm. So when you go visit it there now, you walk into this like tiny little house, and you go down the basement stairs, and it goes like all the way down. And then they they've like dug it out, and they have lights and stuff in there sure. now, and you can walk through. But it's in the Amish country there. Oh. And it's just, yeah, lost his pig down there, and the pig was like, help. yeah but it it was one of the first places where they walk you all the way in and then they shut all the lights off and you're in absolute darkness and you just hear the The like because there's stalactites (laughs) yeah but then there's stalactites everywhere and it's like a drippy cave right so you just like (laughs) doink 
Slender Man's gonna come out of the corner. <laughs> I don't like it. But yeah, I have to say, there's something psychedelic about being in a cave like that. Like I yeah. would, I would be painting shit too. <laughs> like, right? Damn. Right. Especially if you're no mushrooms are required. Yeah. Like, bro. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a really, <laughs> really good, good one. one. Like I don't I like even know where to go from there. I know. Um, I'm looking at our time. Yes. Um, do you want to do one more? Sure. Okay. Is there one you'd want to close us out on yeah. that we haven't done yet? I know that's a lot um, of pressure, but I would really like to touch on Africa. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Let's because that'll it. actually bring back to the cave systems as well at some point. Like, okay. Because because this guy, sure. Um, yeah. So is there I, a slide? Uh, slide fourteen. Um, I am going to preface this by saying that my linguistic background is heavy in the Germanic languages. So I will pronounce the hell out of some Old English and some Norse. Um, and it gets a little rocky on other languages. So I would like to apologize ahead of time if I mispronounce things. I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, also stating that when I do uh, other cultures that are not mine, like um, we're going to go into Africa now. Uh, I am just repeating stories that I have heard. I am not claiming these stories as my own in any way Mm -hmm. and if you have heard them from a more reliable source in a different fashion that's cool like Mm -hmm. that's fine um but these are the ones that i really love and some of my favorite mushroom folktales come out of africa Mm -hmm. um so we're gonna start with the yoruba people of west africa um they have a really strong practice of uh mushroom harvest and farming mushrooms um edible and medicinal and this is another a uh, case where the stories, the folk stories and the myths are used to teach about mm-hmm. mushrooms. Yeah. Um, so one of my favorite myths is about a woman named Oran and she had no children and she really wanted kids. So she play, prayed to Oran Mila, who is the spirit of wisdom and prophecy. Help me out. I want to have kids. Um, and he told Oran that she must appease the gods with a sacrifice, a very specific sacrifice of 16 chameleons, huh. 16 fowls, and a large amount of maize and grains. Okay. And whatever um, whatever number of maize or grains that she offered would be the number of children she would have. And again, shout out Liam, who said chameleons. So like transformation? Oh! <gasps> yes! The symbolism. Very good! Yes. <laughs> good work, sir! <laughs> Why is your child? Parenting win! <laughs> so wise! Yeah. Right. Um, so... Uh, she made the sacrifice, and then Oron Mila provided a white cloth to cover the offspring, cover mm-hmm. the babies. Um, and then he was like, oh, hey, just a heads up. You need another sacrifice to make sure your children don't become food. What? Food. Do a- food. Yes. And she was like, um. Food for what? Just food. In general. In general. Okay. <laughs> Broad spectrum. <laughs> food. Turn into a biscuit. Just food. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, um, but Oron was like, eh, it's fine. <gasps> which like oh. dude okay but i mean you went to all that trouble to get those chameleons how do you get 16 chameleons i think Damn. that's kind of hard actually it's a lot. Yeah. sounds it's similar a lot. to a person who did a thing mm-hmm. and then was like i don't have to pay attention yeah <laughs> i don't need to worry <laughs> about that people say um oh. so uh oran's children became the Olu Oran, which means children of Oran. Mm. And they are little white mushrooms, and they grow on termite mounds. They are the Termitomyces mycocarpus. And um, if you Google that, if you Google image that, um, they are blankets of white mushrooms. White, 
blankets. Hence the story. Uh. This is an identification tale. Uh. Furthermore, uh-huh. <laughs> the children didn't know their father, so they are said to make themselves look like the first human that they see. So that's why some of them are short and plump and some are tall and skinny. <laughs> they make themselves look like people. That's why they look all different. Yes. This is the best identification tale Isn't I've it wonderful? ever heard. You could, you could go to West Africa and you could find this mushroom now the because of that story. The practicality of this yes. and like the ingenuity and like just the, the creative way to make people... I will never forget this no. story. Yeah. It's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Um, so then we're going to jump to the Congolese forest people where um, this is a rare instance in African mycomythology where the mushroom is a deity or a big player mm-hmm. in, in, in that. Um, so in their creation myth, uh, Alan Conk, A-L-O-N-K-O-K, um, is both the name of the great mother and the name of the primordial mushroom. Oh. And the upper half of the mushroom, the cap, is the sky, is mm-hmm. the dome. And right. then um, the lower half is where we live. Right. We live on the stipe. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's like the tree of life. But a or the pine tree of life. <laughs> <laughs> For those keeping score. God damn it. <laughs> huh. um, although that does bring up an excellent point uh, that I really get excited when mythologies intersect. And not in that weird like, oh... Every, the pyramids are it's just an easy way to stack rocks it's just an easy way to stack rocks man but, but like, what were they for man <laughs> humans couldn't have possibly done that man no uh, white humans didn't do it there therefore it's aliens yeah there we go uh, but i like i like when uh when things like that intersect i think it's really interesting um it is and it's it's even if they don't actually have anything to do with each other, even if it's like, you know, the monkey typing out the Bible situation, that mm-hmm. eventually yeah. it'll do it. Uh, it's still cool because you can see how different humans from vastly different places kind of thought the same. And I'm like, yeah. that's, that's lovely. It is that's lovely. really nice. It's almost like we're all connected. Oh, yeah, almost like a nice like network. Nice. <laughs> um, huh. <Whoa>. So, uh, <laughs> mostly in the African mythologies, they are um, not really uh, they're not deities they're more plot devices mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like um just like in eastern europe so in these cultures where we have a really strong uh mushroom usage the mushrooms become less deified and more um they're our buddies they're mm-hmm. our they're our friends um which is an interesting thing to note with you know like the the christian mythology and stuff how they turned it into a deity because they didn't understand mushrooms either Mm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you understand the mushrooms, they're a lot more friendly. They're, they're a lot easier to closer hang out to with. you, closer yeah. to your life. Yes, exactly. Um, so here's here's another story from Nigeria. It's the uh, the mushroom baby. <gasps> there was a mushroom baby. There was a childless chief and wife, um, and the wife, you know, was foraging like you do, and she found a mushroom that turned into a baby, and they were like, "Sweet, a baby." Cool. Ours, no. we, want, home. we wanted one of these. How fortuitous. Yes. Uh, At least they were happy about it. So um, oh. they were happy for years with this mushroom baby, but he had to eat a very specific diet. Mm. He mm. had to eat the specific diet. Um, and eventually, in this myth, an unsavory character arrives and steals the mushroom child's food. Oh, no. And the mushroom child pieces out and goes to live in the woods. Oh. Um, a changeling. And turns back into mushroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh. And... I personally think this is a cultivation tale. Because if you have the mushroom and you're feeding it the correct substrate, you will have that mushroom for damn ever. It will keep growing. But 
if you take away the substrate, the mushroom goes away. So it's a cultivation. But you could find it again in the forest. Correct. Yes. Oh, I know. I just, Why didn't... We don't learn any stories about it. <laughs> we don't, we don't know it. nothing, man. We just <laughs> learned the Roy G. Biv song. Oh, man. <laughs> didn't teach us anything. That's our legacy. <laughs> School didn't teach us anything to survive. I wanted mushroom child stories. Yeah, right? All you right. just taught me incorrect history. Damn it. Um, we need to start like making up our own or something. I don't know. Hey, and, and that's how most folktales happened we're sitting around the fire around the podcast mics <laughs> just like chatting and oh, we yeah. create our own mythologies or around the mcu cinematic universe I mean, um there's like two million types of mushrooms or whatever we could pick one <laughs> and make, make, make a damn sure nobody's done a story about it yet. yeah that would <laughs> take a lot of work mm-hmm. um uh so yeah usually the mushrooms in africa are just like part of the story um there's one a story about the tortoise and uh, he's just eating mushrooms. Just, that's the only part the mushrooms play in the story. It's just eating mushrooms. And a hyena <laughs> comes and makes fun of him for eating mushrooms. Um, and uh, the leopard comes and drives the hyena away. And so the tortoise is like, leopard, you're going to be pretty. And hyena, you're going to be ugly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, the that's what you get for, <laughs> for making fun of the tortoise for eating the mushrooms. Just throwing shade. And then uh, the Khoisan people of the Kalahari, they have a legend of the lightning bird, which is just, it's the thunderbird. It's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. thunderbird, lightning bird. Same. Yeah. Um, and the desert truffles that you can find are the eggs of the lightning bird, <gasps> which makes sense because you look for them after storms. So. It makes so much sense. That's a, that's a, that's a strategy mm-hmm. folktale of how to, how to find them. Um, I'm obsessed so, with these. Yes. I listen to these all day. Um, <laughs> the, I think this is the final story I have. Yeah, from Africa. Uh, and it's the Yoruban people again. The Yoruban people are um, many different tribes, kind of like the Sami are like many different mm-hmm. tribes. Yeah. Um, but they're the Yoruban people. And sometimes the, they fought. Mm-hmm. You know? So the um, Efanalea tribe was fleeing from another tribe. And they got to this fork in the trail. And they're like, and the other guys are coming in hot behind them. And they're like, we got to We got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. So they ran one way and they prayed to the forest buddies to help out. And the mushrooms came and grew behind them. Oh, because if you came to that fork and you were chasing somebody like, oh, they obviously didn't go that way because those mushrooms are all squished. <gasps> so the mushrooms grew in behind them and they got away from the other tribe. And now the Ifanalea tribe will not eat that type of mushroom because it saved them. Huh? And I love it. <laughs> Good looking out. Good looking wow. out, mushrooms. Dude. See, this, this is why this it. is... I would so much rather talk about the archaeology and the living stories that we can still talk to people and still hear these stories than about freaking everyone's crackpot theories. Yeah. <laughs> <Alien mushroom laughs> so good. Yeah. Then oh. if, I, if I teach you nothing else, goblins, this is what I wish to teach you. Um, also... In Africa, in Algeria, uh, slide fifteen, please. Yes. Um, they we we find uh, potentially potentially the uh, oldest depiction or the oldest in indication of entheogenic mushroom use. Um, and it is in the Tassili Plateau of Algeria. It's a cave system with paintings and petroglyphs dating back between six thousand and nine thousand BCE, and it was discovered in nineteen ten by. by the goats Um, goats goats, friend to mushrooms everywhere (laughs) yeah it's currently in the saharan desert 
Um, but the paintings depict a much more abundant ecosystem at that point. Dang, With desertification. Desertification. Um, so there's hundreds of scenes of hunting and harvest and adoration and offerings, and mushrooms are a recurring motif, the most famous of which is the bee shaman, um, which indicates a relationship between mushrooms and bees as well. Uh, so this this guy looks like a wasp yeah. kind of situation, right? Yeah. And then he has little mushrooms growing all over him. And they are, they're mushrooms. Those are absolutely yeah. mushrooms. Those are mushrooms. Like that's not a, that's nope. A, we're not wondering. He's does, covered with mushrooms. Does he have like a mushroom, like nunchuck situation? Ninja star? Uh, happening? Yeah, his, his <laughs> fingers he are mushrooms. Like he's like yeah. Spinning. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's a fidget spinner. I, I was like, it the looks like he's fidget like spinning spinner. like ah. a, a yeah. mushroom weapon. Yeah, he's um, covered with them. Yeah, yeah. So he's definitely, and they think that was depicting a um, either a deity or a shaman. Oh, um, okay, okay. And uh, so interestingly, mushrooms can be preserved in honey quite well. Uh, both food mushrooms and fun mushrooms. And oh. they will retain their funness. So they can be preserved in mushroom, in, in honey. And it is a common mm. thing. Right. Also, also, I don't know if you know this, but bees do eat off of mycelium for important nutrients. What? Myceliums are important to the bees. What? Yes. What? Tell me more. Yes. <laughs> My- uh, you can find more about this from um, Paul Stamets. He has done a lot of research into um, bears, bees, and mushrooms. How the bears will uh, the scratch other a big tree. tree. The other big tree. <laughs> <laughs> How they'll scratch a tree and the mycelium of especially the agarican mushroom will pop out. Or, you know, it'll be oh, exposed. Yeah. And then the bees come and, yeah. and get stuff from them. Huh. Nature um, is bananas. There is also... How it all works. Um, there is a connection between, you know, the varroa mite that's killing all the bees? Yes. The yep. nasty little mite? Mm-hmm. Um, bees that are supported with mycelium are less susceptible to damage from the varroa mite. Mm-hmm. So, mushrooms will save the world. Pollinator Mush- problem? Mushrooms got you. Which really cheeses my goat about that damn new show that, um... <laughs> cheeses my goat. <laughs> that, what's, what's, what's the new one? The the Last of Us, where they're like, oh, the fungus is evil? Yeah. Go to hell. It's not a good vibe for fungus. It's not. It is for Pedro Pascal. It is for Pedro what Pascal. What is not a good vibe for Pedro Pascal? <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, but uh, yeah, it definitely puts a stank on mushrooms yeah. for people that, yeah. that already maybe were a little, like, mushrooms are <sighs> sus. And now they're like, yes. look, they're gonna, they're yes. gonna colonize us. I've seen gonna... so many on people that, ugh, people that stay off the mushroom forums. <laughs> stay off the mushroom forums. She Nothing said it good twice. happens on mushroom forums. <laughs> uh, I am, I am off all of them except sometimes they pop up in my feed because you know the algorithm, the algorithm. Yeah. Um, they find you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, somebody will put up a, a, a funky looking mushroom, and it's just like a freaking inky cap or something and yeah. like oh it's the last of us it's gonna kill us all and i'm like mm, hate for you to find cordyceps mushrooms oh, <laughs> no. again how a lot of my zombie books start right yeah. but cordyceps is actually really good medicinal it boosts your energy and and like can be a mood stabilizer yeah so like what the hell why, it's are, you, why are we still doing this <laughs> yeah but it was creepy in The Last of Us. And again, I can recognize it for a show and enjoy right. it. And I'm it, not going on for it. A rare trait, it seems. We, we're circling back here because you have critical thinking skills. Now, yeah. for those people who do not have critical thinking skills and, and consume... There's an alarming amount, you guys. Let's con- come on. Yep. Yeah. Consume media without 
you know, assessing media, mm-hmm. they can look at this and go, oh my God, this, this fictional story must be based on some kind right. of fact. Wow. So, again, Are the people out in their yard stomping mushrooms like it's going to do a damn thing? That's right. not... That's not the living organism. <laughs> and if anything, if you watch the last dust, it's like it can hear you from way far away if you're stomping when Which their hands start moving. It's like ah, that part's accurate. You're in can. trouble now. That's the part that freaked me out because, like in most zombie fiction, it's like it can't see you. You're right, but this is like I sensed you on the ground from four miles away. Be <laughs> like, nope. I know where you are. If you're walking you. in the forest, you are walking over more mycelium than almost anything else. Just and it does ah. communicate through vibrations. So. Ah. I know I'm not making my case any better. Here, but like, <laughs> yeah, but yes, don't be going saying it's true. <laughs> but I that mean, is where the truth ends. The mushrooms are not eating you until right, yeah. they're not until you want them to. Until yes. we need them to. Until yes. it's time. Mushrooms are gardeners. Living people eat dead mushrooms. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mushrooms eat dead people. It's so true. back to the bee shaman. Um, yes. So he's hanging out in there. Uh, and then there are also scenes with um, like dancers or runners that are both holding mushrooms and they're dressed as mushrooms. Um, and then they there's between the mushrooms they're holding and their mushroom heads, there are two parallel lines of dots. And they think it means that there's a transfer going on between, you know, the mind and the mushroom. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know. Maybe there's artifacts yeah. and there's human fan fiction, but I, yeah. I, I buy it. I like it. I like that. That's a good yeah. one. Right, yeah. Um, and, uh, so it's important to note that art in this period in, um, usually depicts repeated events and rituals, mm-hmm. not one off, like the asteroid hit or whatever. Like yeah. this is repeated. So this is clearly some sort of, um, ceremony or competition or both like a Olympic mm-hmm. situation. Um, and then, there's also a lot of animals painted in this cave and a lot of anthropomorphs, which are like um, people with animal bits or animals with people bits mm-hmm. in them. Um, the animorphs? The animorphs. <laughs> I mean, that's how I taught my kids the word, actually. When, when you like, said that? I was like, what, I what book of? series is that? Like, yep. like, what? <laughs> Correct. Yes. Maybe we were being taught. Literature died. <laughs> <laughs> Just the scholastic book fan. <laughs> We miss it so. Oh, yes. Um, so there's also, you know, the connection between the psilocybin mushrooms and the ruminant animals, thinking that there might be some more um, shamanic influence there. Uh, and then, so this is the earliest record we have of possible entheogenic use of mushrooms. Um, and the press has all kind of been focused on the Tessili Plateau. That's the one you're going to find when you do a quick Google. But the same style of paintings with the same themes have been found in Libya, Chad, Egypt, and Southern Europe. Oh dang! For real? Yeah. yeah. So there, it That's was around. Extensive, right? It was. It yeah. was a, and it, it's extensive today. It was yeah. insanely extensive. Right. Then. Yeah, because like, that's like, that's I mean, like a year of travel yeah. to get. Yeah. Wow. Right. That's mind blowing. Yeah. Is it for a mushroom? A year of travel. Do oh. you know what the largest? <laughs> what the largest organism is? In the in the world, the largest living organism. Yeah. Tell me. So there's a, a forest, I think it's called Pando, I think. Um, I don't remember what the forest is called. It's, but it's not a forest. It's one aspen, like, cloning itself. And it's acres and acres and miles and miles and miles wide. But that's not the biggest, that's not the biggest one. So aspens, if you don't know, they grow off clones. They, mm-hmm. they just shoot roots out and that's how they grow. Like, yeah, uh, like strawberries. Um, but there is an armillaria mushroom fungus attached to it. <laughs> that is actually the biggest. <laughs> So, like, 
it, it's not a year's travel for a mushroom. It could be like yesterday. <laughs> you know. mm-hmm. It's already in the past for the mushroom. It's <laughs> already <laughs> yesterday. Don't say that to me. Oh, no. I do have to share one more story. Yes. yes. This one comes from Japan. It was okay. slide 23, apparently, but I don't know Absolutely. why. Um, so uh, <laughs> this I'm sharing this one because we are a Nintendo household. Um, and we same, just... Same discovered this connection like two days ago look at them look at those what they are the korean like. mushrooms yeah. yeah but like yeah. look at what they look like you recognize those from a game that we all play <laughs> indeed uh well this is even better uh so there's this story is out of japan um okay. and in japan in the mythology of uh, of mushrooms uh they're usually a phallic reference or some sort of aphrodisiac reference mm-hmm. very yeah um but this <laughs> Weird little story I found, and I'm not entirely sure how to interpret it. There's a lot of in it. It could just be like a funny story. Yeah. But um, so this young man discovers little folk dancing at the village shrine at night, and they're scaring off the worshippers because they're kind of dicks. They like they're like rude and, and like say rude things. <laughs> <Me>. um, <laughs> so he... <laughs> I'm sorry. Perfection. <laughs> um, yes. He joins in the dancing with. The mushroom spirits, because, I don't know, maybe he's a dick, too. I don't know. I mean, wait, um, why not, I guess? I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> why not? <laughs> At this point, I'm seeing tiny Oh, this people. is what we're doing. Okay. All right. I got it. Uh, electric wanna, slide. One of these. Um, Better just vibe with them, because. <laughs> uh, so he's entranced by these mushrooms. Um, and the mushrooms are like, wait a minute. You're not one of us. Who are you? And he's like, ooh, I'm a ghost. <laughs> you don't see me. The mushrooms are like, how do we make you go away? Because we don't like you. Uh, and he was like, you know what I really hate is gold coins. Oh, no. Which, like, I'm sorry, what country does, what country stemmed Mario and, and all that? Oh. And his mushrooms and his gold coins. Oh, my God. We just made that connection, like, two days ago. I was like, What? <laughs> That's amazing. I can't even function. So right I don't now. know if that actually had anything to do with anything, but seriously, that's kind of cool. But that's the only time ever I've heard those two Gold things coins mentioned. and mushrooms. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um it gets worse. Yeah. This this story gets gets a little bit worse oh. uh, so the mushrooms throw gold coins at him he's like oh god no but they're still like you know harassing people and they still like want him gone yeah. he's like all right, all right fine. um and then he discovered what drove them away was salty eggplant juice wait um mm. all right mm. so um, yeah it just took a weird turn <laughs> it took a real weird <laughs> Ew. I, think, I think goblins we may just leave that to your imagination you, uh, and experience do, do with it what you will <laughs> that's just what it was whoa so yeah. anyway uh he got rich and the village said he was a hero because he drove off <laughs> the weird little with, spirits with his saunter <laughs> I swear to God, I thought you were going to say you like escaped down a tube or something. <laughs> I was like, fuck, fuck right up. Get out of here. Get On the back of, of his dinosaur friend. <laughs> <laughs> and then he grew three sides. <laughs> oh, that was the best one to end on ever. Uh, so this is barely scratching the surface of what just I have, let alone what is out in the world. 
So, like, go That's forth amazing. and forage yeah. some mushroom stories because they're excellent. They're yeah, salty they eggplant are. juice. <laughs> there's, oh, there's paleolithic yeah. glitter. <laughs> like, yes. it has everything. It has it all. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's so got good. napkins. <laughs> it's got neon lights. It's got this club. It's got it everything. <laughs> and the CIA. <laughs> Thank you enough for this because this has been like the joy. Oh I mean, God, it's been this, so fun. This is the whole point of this podcast. And yeah. we just have to thank you from the bottom of our weird little gobliny hearts because this has been so fun. Yes. It has been an honor. You are just so happy. A treasured guest and um and a goblin since day one. Day one. Man. OG goblin. Day OG one. original goblin. Oh, merch. Original Goblin. Yes. <laughs> My God. For real. You're just full of ideas. I'm going to be writing down all the ideas when, yeah. whilst editing, editing this. Yeah. There's uh, so many good one-liners. So, Goblins, uh, you have a lot of research to do yeah. after this talk. So, get out there. Uh, I will uh, link a lot of information that I yeah. can find or like some resources and imagery in the show notes. But I'm going to put the uh, burden on you to educate yourselves. Um, Sonia has educated us beyond anything. <laughs> I'm up here like, ba-ding, ba-ding. <laughs> like, ah! um, so, um, a big thank you to Sonia for being back on the pod. And uh, I think once again, you should do the honors because goblins, you know what to do. Stay weird. Stay, Stay weird. weird.